Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Two in One Podcast, Episode Thirty Two. Sterling, Madison, and Mike here, and Justin Rose has just broken a four-year winless drought in a Monday finish at Pebble Beach. Sterling, are you vindicated? Yeah, I am, Mike. It's uh, you know, it's an honor to be here today. What is it, February sixth? February sixth, still February sixth. February sixth. Uh, well, one, I want to get go ahead and uh, say Happy Black History Month to you all. Um. Just wanted to go ahead and get that out there. Tell my dog horse, dark horses. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, Justin Rose, uh, you know, 1,471 days since his last win. Pebble Beach, great golf course, great person. Um, he, he may have listened to episode 30 uh, where I, you know, gave him a little pep talk. Um, but clearly it worked and he's, he's back in the winner's circle. So I'm very happy. Long time uh, fan. Ever since the 2013 U.S. Open, um, so yeah, very happy for for Justin Rose. Yeah, I guess my only, uh, it's the only issue I take with that Sterling, right? If that's your guy, yeah. I mean, how are you a fan of Matthew ride, Fitzpatrick? You've been riding with him so hard. <laughs> how do you pick Bo Hosser this week with Justin Rose in the field? Oh, it's nothing you personal. Said, you said a couple episodes. He's, his game is trending in the right direction. Things are looking good. Put him on a Pebble Beach course. You don't pick him, you go Bo Hostler, he ends up winning. So I just got a question. I got a question. How big of a fan, how big of a supporter, how big of a follower you are at that point? Just throwing it out there. I mean, who are you a fan of? I mean, I'm a fan of a lot of golfers. There's not one person I pull for week in and week out. Oh, so Justin you just... Rose Justin Rose is your guy, right? Yeah, he is my guy. Okay. So. I, I put him on, you know, I put him on the bench for a little bit. I took Rose Zhang as my number one Rose. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, she's done, right? I mean, she's not done, but I got to have Justin Rose back at number one. No, I mean, I took Bo Hostler, um, you know, just kind of a, a young gun. Hasn't really done a whole lot on the PGA Tour. Hasn't won yet. Um, but when it's like a three course week, mm-hmm. I feel like his game is a little bit better suited for that kind of uh, tournament. So yeah, I took Bo Hosser. I thought, you know, also putting his 2012 U.S. Open photo on Instagram would be funny. Um, you know, get the people talking a little bit. Um, so yeah, that's why I took Bo Hosser, honestly. Plus better odds. Bo Hosser was like plus, I don't even know, like 1900 or whatever. I think it was a nice happiness hedge for you. Yeah. And basically maybe... you come up with one or two ways. Right. Exactly. And Bo Hosser finished like T11. So what did your guy finish, Madison? Um, T15. And you took who? Seamus Powers? I took Seamus Power. Mm. Double check that. He's either T15 or T18. He started struggling towards the end. Not yeah. T15. Hey, are you, you a big fan of Seamus? No, but I mean, his record is, is good. He's been playing well um, as of late. So once again, good odds and good pick, I think. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Is Power a good pick now that the season's really started? Though he kind of, he kind of makes all his money in the silly season. Yeah, but I mean, this is still kind of the silly season, in my opinion, though, right? I mean, you're just talking who are the biggest names that are are really out there. You've got a Justin Rose, but obviously Justin Rose hasn't oh. been a big name as of late. He's been trying to mm-hmm. refine his, refine, uh, reinvigorate his game, uh, which worked out for him this week. But other than that, like. Who are your big names in the field? Uh, oh, in this field. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say this time of year, I think, you know, John Rahm has made a little bit of a statement this time of year. I realized he took the week off, had to yeah. had to get ready for next week. 
Oh, big week for him next yeah. week. But and yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like if if this was the waste management, would I pick Seamus Powers? No. No. No, no offense. No offense. Uh, but no, that 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 wouldn't be even even be on my radar next week with the field. So um yeah, for, for this tournament, um, I thought pretty solid pick. And I mean, T fifteen is not horrible. Obviously I didn't win this week, so um that sucks, but yeah. I mean, at least he didn't withdraw. Or miss the cut. Or miss the cut. Yeah. Speaking miss of missing cut. missing the cut, Mike. Uh, Speaking of missing the cut, yeah. Danielle Kang. Her boyfriend. <laughs> her boyfriend. Yes. Yes. It's feast or famine for me this year. But you know what? If if I keep picking winners at this rate, I'll take a missed cut every once in a while. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. Uh. Was it Maverick McNeely? Maverick McNeely. Yeah. Um, Who? You know, I guess in this case, um, past uh, past performance was not a predictor of uh, future potential. Just didn't happen for him this week. Yeah, what do we what do we think about Pebble Beach and and why doesn't this tournament? And I think I know the answer, but like, why doesn't Pebble draw bigger names? Mm, I mean, I think it does when the tournament means more. Um, mm, mm-hmm. But like as a as a pro am, I mean, once again, we kind of talked about this, like the pro am format. I just I think the bigger names aren't maybe in love with it just because. I don't know. Like I said, I think the pro am could could definitely be a distraction, especially at a course like Pebble Beach, right? I mean, you've got the wind, the weather. I mean, granted, most of the guys are supposed to be good out there, but I mean, I was I saw a couple clip, clip uh, clips of Macklemore out there. I mean, that dude's definitely playing like six, seven hour round. So, I mean, as a pro, I'm probably not signing up for this tournament, you know, as soon as things open up, but. Um, that I mean, that's really kind of my thought process on it. Plus, like you said, it's once again, it's a three three course kind of tournament. Um, it's not just you know playing the best of the conditions of the same course every single day. So, I mean that 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 would be what what my thought process would be if if I was a touring pro. Obviously, very far from that, but that's my two cents on it. Real quick, Mike, or before you before you make your point, Madison, can you look up Macklemore's handicap? How would I mean? I don't even know how to, how to look that up. What do you think it is? Do you know? I don't. Let me see. But where I'm going with this is you versus Macklemore, one v one, straight up. Like who wins? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to look at this golf handicap. Um, I think you win. It says he is. It says that he is single digit. No, no, no. He's a ten six. At, well, that's a while ago, though. So December 21st, oh, I'm sorry, just December of 2021, he was a 10-6. Um, let's see if this gives you any insight. Where I'm going with this is, like, you take a course like Pebble Beach, you versus him, fans, PGA Tour players around you, I think it'd be a great match. I mean, yeah, I would love to be on that stage. So whether I'd, I'd I win or lose, I would do. <laughs> I, would I think Madison that. has the golf game, but Macklemore can, I would the, think, take the pressure a little bit better. Oh, for sure. So. For sure. Yeah, I mean, he's used to having plenty of people around him. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Um, at Pebble, too, it's a tough course. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I would, I would pay to see that. 
if Macklemore ever happened to listen to this, let's let's set it up. We'll uh, we'll rock some Bogey Boys. That's the brand, right? Bogey Boys clothing. We'll rock sure. some Bogey Boys clothing while we're out there. But Mike, what are your what are your thoughts? So definitely in line with yours um, as far as why PGA Tour pros don't want to play in the event. You know, I was hearing stories of six forty five the rounds at spyglass hill which has got to be just you know an absolute just slice of hell out there the other thing is the schedule is so packed it's so packed they don't need to play in this anymore they really don't you know especially when you've got waste coming up this week which is now a designated event you know just coming uh just coming back you know the big names are coming back from uh, from Hawaii. Want to rest up a little bit, and you know how much golf are you going to cram in? Because you don't just have waste management this week. Uh, Riviera is following hot on its heels. So you know unless you are an AT and T sponsored athlete like Jordan Spieth, where you're basically getting appearance fee for playing this, you know it's it's definitely definitely skippable. Yeah, and it and it is kind of a shame, given the history, given the fact that you know this was one of the events that kind of made the PGA Tour happen back in the '60s. To see what uh, to see what it's become of it, it's a little sad. It's definitely a little sad. So, did anything else jump out to you guys this week? Anything else that you want to take note of? We talk about the weather. I mean, that wind. That was definitely. Whew. Definitely interesting. Which I feel like, no, maybe I'm thinking about Tory, like four or five years ago, where they finished on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't get a chance to watch the coverage on Saturday or Sunday. Um, did you all get a chance to watch? I watched a little what? bit on on Sunday, and then um, I am traveling right now. I'm in Chicago, uh, helping the Bears make their their pick for the NFL draft. And uh, I got to watch a little bit of coverage on TV this morning uh, once I got to my hotel room. So that's about it. What was the win like when they suspended play yesterday afternoon? I mean, from what I saw, I mean, the flags were, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Sideways. Yeah. Yeah. They were sideways. I'm it was pretty a, sick. Making a hand gesture right now, you can't see it, but if you can That's imagine, great radio, by the way. Yeah, that's... if you could imagine it the flag being horizontal, um, then that's what it would be like. So uh, Yeah, which is always a risk when you're playing golf on the coast. Um but yeah, I mean other than the weather and Justin Rose, I feel like not a whole lot to take away. Like I didn't see any, any Bill Murray clips. Um call it I saw a couple of celebrity shots, but uh, nothing that really stood yeah, out. I thought the lack of celebrity coverage really was a great thing. Um, I don't know if it was just because of how the tournament was broken up and how they were having to televise it or what, but I thought that was pretty refreshing. I didn't watch a ton of it, but I had it on in the background and it was, you know, it was nice to not constantly hear about some 15 handicap amateur you know, shanking it into the trees or, you know, Murray doing his shtick and tossing his club as usual. 
One thing I did really like in the coverage, though, and I did make a point of watching it, was the uh, the walk along that they did with uh, Keith Mitchell mm-hmm. on the third ball oh, yesterday, yeah. mm-hmm. and I thought I thought that was fantastic. Uh, I didn't really know much about Mitchell before that, um, but definitely definitely a much bigger fan of his now than I was before. And sweater game on point, <laughs> absolute throwback. Loving that. Yeah, so I was going to ask, I meant to, to ask you guys this, but what do you think about the players being mic'd up? I know it was something that we, they they had kind of toyed around with it. Was it two years ago? Mm-hmm. Um, or was it last year? I can't remember, but, you know, just something a little bit different, um, which I thought was really cool. And, I mean, definitely kind of putting a little extra weight on the player shoulders, right? Because they're trying to focus and go through their things. But, you know, they're also kind of interacting with some of the commentators as well, which is great. You know, you can kind of get into their their head a little bit. But, I mean, it's kind of some of the stuff that you see, like on the DP tour, right? As they're walking off the tee box and you know, they've got the, um, the reporters on the ground just kind of walking with them as they're walking to their ball and interviewing them. It was something that you never really saw on the PGA Tour. You'd see post-round interviews, but you never saw anything during the round. Um, but I mean, if that's something they're going to continue to do this year, is that something you, you really like to see more of, or does it, does it even matter? I would like to see it. I think if you, if you, if you pick the right players, right, either, I think it's gotta be either someone you don't know at all, Mm -hmm. or, you know, someone in the top 10 in the world. I believe John Rahm is going to potentially do it next week at the waste management, um, on the 16th or 17th hole. Um, maybe the 17th because I don't I don't think they would do with that atmosphere on 16 you wouldn't be able to hear anything um but they did with Max Homa which you know everyone loves Max Homa mm-hmm. um Keith Mitchell this week and I think if you do it just for one hole potentially on a Saturday afternoon or you know the tournament's not wrapping up or anything like that I think it's if you do it right I think it's pretty nice I think the way CBS is doing it right now is fantastic that it's not it's not just a walk and talk and a chat and hey, how are the kids? It's actually getting inside the player's head, breaking down how they're playing the hole. I thought, you know, when when Mitchell's caddy called him off the shot because the wind had changed a little bit. I mean, that was that was really great. And I think it really gives Trevor Immelman some space to really ask some interesting questions. And he's showing that he, I think, is just absolutely phenomenal um you know i think the cbs broadcasts have gotten 10 times better replacing uh faldo with immelman and this is just another place for for him to show his talents so definitely kudos to cbs definitely definitely stepping their game up yeah so and speaking of guys who've done the uh, the walk and talk and speaking of Max Homa and I know you guys did not have a chance to break down Tory but you know kudos to Max Homa for bringing home another win for me this year. <laughs> I believe that's two on the year so far. Yeah. Not to pat myself on the back too hard but uh, definitely a great win for him. Um love to see it big boy event. Um, championship golf course. And mm-hmm. I think you've got to start asking yourself now what's next for him? Yeah. What 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 should we be expecting of him 
next? Does mm -hmm. another tour win really mean anything, or does he need to really show us something at a major now? I think him and Tony Fina are on the same boat, right? I mean, a w one could say that. One could w say that. WGC for for either of them would be really nice, but I think they're both in that like, all right, are they one of the best players in the world to not have a major championship? Yeah, no, I I I kind of agree with what you're saying, Mike. I I think now you've seen him have some success, continue to to can you continue to win, right? Um, mm -hmm. I mean, he's been playing very well as of late, but I do think the majors is really what would kind of set him apart, right? It's great right. to see a player continue on and and stack some wins up um, pretty quickly after um, one after another, but I do think that major has to has to kind of follow suit as well. And I don't know. I guess my thing is I'm not really sure where that would come. I don't know how Augusta sets up for him. Um, I just don't. I'm not really sure how he how he would play there. Um, an open. Maybe, um, I guess I would say maybe we'd get some insight at, at a Ryder Cup, but um, I don't think it's going to be really kind of the conditions you'd see in, a, in an open. So I don't know. I, I really am trying to put it put it together and see where where I think it might come. But um, yeah, I think he has to have one. Yeah, I think it definitely comes out of PGA or US Open. I don't. I don't. And... I'm thinking more PGA than even U.S. Open, but yeah. Where, where again is the uh, U.S. Open being held this year? Mm, that's a good question. Remind me, maybe at L.A. Country Club. Mm -hmm. Ooh. And we're going back, boys. back to Cali, Cali. Yeah. Yeah. No, that'd be great. I would love to see that. But yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, are you Are you picking them already, Mike? Um. You know what? Put me down. Are we Stone, locking it in? Put me down. Locking? I'm locking it in right now. Are we locking now. it in? I'm locking it in. <laughs> you know, I'll you're Madison, you're close to the friendly confines of uh, Wrigley Field. I think LACC is going to be friendly confines for uh, for Max. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Well, I guess we will wait and see. We'll make sure we put that down for Mike now. No changing that pick. Yes. Um, no changing it. But yeah, so that... that I. I think that pretty much wraps up the pga tour what we we're talking about there but speaking of the pga oh gosh sterling took <laughs> a uh took a trip last week uh, we kind of teased it a little bit i think on our on our last podcast um yeah. sterling is a a member of of the pga mapga and uh went down to texas for some barbecue and some level two training so Kind of, I would love for you to enlighten us. You didn't really send us too many photos. Not a hundred percent sure what was going on down there. I do know it snowed, which I was confused about. But yeah, how was your trip? All right. So a couple things to clarify. Uh, number one, uh, not a PGA member. I'm a PGA associate. I'm working towards my membership. So going to a level two seminar in Frisco, Texas, at the PGA headquarters is one of the things that I have to do. Um, in order to become a member. Um, number two, it never snowed. We got freezing rain and ice in Frisco. Um, and that really threw off the whole week. Um, if you're a parent and you are familiar with the school system here in Virginia or like a CCPS or RPS, um, 
it's you know it's waking up early Monday morning and you see the news ticker where it's like all right what schools are closed that's what it was like in Frisco Texas so um, it was the whole week got there on Sunday Monday it started to freezing rain and we were there at the PGA headquarters and Texas doesn't know how to deal with ice snow whatever they have no I guess infrastructure uh, to deal with winter conditions so when it snows or if they get freezing rain and it's cold like the roads just they are what they are until it melts so yeah. I concur. Yeah, I was across town from you in Dallas, and absolutely, it was a disaster. Now, were you staying at? Is the hotel built? It, the hotel it's was- built. Uh, it's just not open yet. Ah, okay. yeah. So, for those of you that don't know, the PGA headquarters in Frisco, Texas, uh, it's got everything. It's got a couple of restaurants, a hotel, um, two different golf courses. They're going to host the 2023 Senior PGA Championship. Um, the golf course is closed and the hotel is closed. Restaurants are closed. Pretty much everything's closed except for the headquarters. I think it's just open to the PGA associates and members. Um, they're kind of keeping everything, I guess, under wraps or closed until that championship. Um, just so everything's in the best shape it can be. Um, but did you all get any snow in Dallas? We got snow and ice. Snow and Dallas. ice. Yeah, we got yeah. snow and ice in Dallas. I was at a company, a big company meeting. We had people in six different hotels in the area, and it was an absolute disaster. So, yeah, you're if you weren't staying on property, then I imagine your week was probably kind of a bust. Yeah. So I had a 10-minute commute to the headquarters, and Monday afternoon driving in the uh, frozen ice was very interesting. A lot of people that were in the seminar, it was 25 people, and I, you know, maybe 10 of them were from up north, northeast, so they know how to drive in the snow and ice, but everyone else was, I was like, they had never seen, a couple guys from Florida, like, never seen snow before, which is, or ice, um, which is interesting, Um, but yeah, Monday, basically the whole week, it was, it was icy roads, and, you know, Texas didn't know how to handle it, trying to find food. Uh, everything was closed. I think there was a Raising Cane's um, that had a drive-through open. They were probably the only restaurant slash fast food place that was open Monday through Thursday. Everything else just shut down. Um, but as far as the headquarters, I mean, you name it, they got it. Um, they have a full gym, seven simulators, uh, four different putting lanes where they have Sam Putt Lab and other putting um, simulators, I guess. They have an indoor short game area, which is very nice. Got to use that on Thursday and Friday. Um, indoor was, bunker, right? Indoor bunker, which is very interesting. They actually have a guy that comes in and like sprays it every five or six hours, so like the sand doesn't get too dry, and then that dry sand like gets into the air, um, which is just crazy. But yeah, I mean, if you didn't check it out, or if you didn't see what i posted on instagram it's on our story just go to the highlights uh, and hit the pga headquarters posted some photos they have some pretty cool memorabilia um jt's shirt from the 2022 pga uh that Ryder cup shirt Ryder cup shirt 97 was in there um looks a lot better in person than it does on on video and pictures 
Um, but yeah, just some other cool stuff from the PGA history. So pretty cool week. I met a lot of great people and I have to go back for a level three seminar, hopefully in a year. So at that point, the golf course will be open and hopefully you can play some actual golf there too. So, so what are the steps to becoming okay. a PGA pro now? Yeah. Um, it, there's, there's four, there's four. So there's two different ways you can do it. You can either go to a PGM school, which there are there's a handful in the country. A lot of them are in the Southeast, like Florida, North Carolina, Georgia, whatever. Um, so you can go to a PGM school, go ahead and get your um, certification while you're in school, which is, I think, the ideal way to do it. Uh, if you don't have that luxury, you can do what I'm doing and do the PGA online. And basically, it's a it's four courses. The first course is a qualifying course, and then levels one, two, and three. Um, and you also have to pass a PAT, which is a player ability test. You have to shoot, typically it's 77, 77, or a score of like, what is that, 154? Like 54, yeah. Yeah, um, so it's 36 holes, same day, back-to-back 18. Um, you just have to shoot a score. Um, but in each level, you have seminars to attend, book work to submit, um, just certain things that you have to do, like give a lesson, take a lesson, um, observe a handful of lessons, start a new golf program at your facility, you know, do a budget, all this different stuff um, that you would, you know, learn in a PGM school, but, you know, just while you're actually on the job. Um, yeah, and then once you finish your level three, submit your portfolio you know, pass the exam, then you're an official PGA member. Uh, my good buddy, Ed Gill, just passed his level two um, stuff. So he is now headed to level three. He'll be at the Frisco um, PGA headquarters in March. And the goal is for the two of us to go. He's he's going to try to go to the Masters in 24. I'm going to try to join him in 25. If everything goes to plan... We will both be at the Masters in 2025. So all PGA members still get badges? Yep. So you get it. It used to be you get a ticket and your spouse, or I don't know if it was just your spouse or you get an extra ticket, um, but they actually just changed it recently to where it's just the the PGA member. Um, Gotcha. It's a uh, pretty cool privilege, and I don't know. There's something, something nice to be a part of. So some news this week, some news in uh, architecture or paving or whatever you want to call it, but the uh, the new patio in front of the Swoken Bridge. So guys, should this exist? Should the patio exist? Can we re? Can we? Can we? No. Reword it's, the question. No, 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 no. <laughs> should, should the mud it, exist? No, no, no. Should the patio exist? Is the question. Okay. I'm going to say yes if there's going to be just mud in front of the bridge. That that's going to be my answer. I think I think the stones that don't really match the bridge even though they're different, I think it's better than the mud. So you don't care about if the look is off. All you care about is your shoes don't get muddy. Is that that what I'm understanding? I mean, Madison, you're a homeowner, right? I am. You own a home. You cut your grass. 
I do. Would you rather have dirt in your front yard or would you have a nice walkway with some nice grass around it? Um, I don't think you can ask that question. And the reason I say that is, um, just quick, uh, rough, rough estimate. How long has St. Andrews been there? Mm, Since the 1500s. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that dirt, that grass, that mud, whatever you want to call it has been there before any of us were even on this earth, right? It's, it's been walked on by some of the greatest players of the game. Um, that bridge has, I don't want to say ended careers, but it's the way a lot of people have signed off um, their career. So my question would be, do you think they were worried about getting a little mud on their shoes as they were walking up to that bridge? Or do you think they'd said, you know what? I really wish they put a little patio in here. I just... Man, I really hate to get these white shoes dirty right right before I walk across the bridge. So, yeah, in my yard, would I prefer a patio over mud? Of course. Of course. Um, but in that scenario, with the history, with the people that have walked on that grass, on that dirt, would it matter to me? No. I would keep it the way it is. And that's why. Should it exist? No. That That's my opinion. And I would say I'm not the only person with that opinion. Oh but. no, definitely not. No, you're you're definitely in the majority there, but I'm gonna go with a yes here. I think that you've got to think about you gotta think about the super. You gotta think about their job and how difficult it is just in general to keep that golf course up, considering among other things, it's a freaking public park one day a week. And when you think about all of the tourists who are walking over the Swoken Bridge, back in the 1500s, it was a few golfers every day and some sheep. And that was about it. And now, fast forward 500 years, and you've got a million tourists tromping back and forth over that thing. And what kind of a nightmare is that for the super in order to try to keep that area looking any kind of decent? at all so you know sterling you're in the industry i used to be in the industry a long time ago i think you've really got to you got to think about the super you've always got to think about the super so i'm a yes and i think madison's like are you, you worried about seeing it visually right madison you just think it looks terrible yeah i think it looks i think it looks really bad it does not so, look good yeah I'll, so so here's i'll the, agree with well, that. can i finish my point well, okay yeah yeah well, I was going to expound on my why no, I thought it looked bad. When they take the photos of people signing off their career, how often do you see the ground? I mean, it depends on if it's a close-up or if it's from far it, away. I feel like it's the same photo for everyone. They you get low to the it. ground, they look up, you see the, the bottom of the bridge, and then you see their entire body in frame, and they wave. They've got one foot on the arch. Yep. They've got the town in the background. Yep. They're not shooting it from the green side of the bridge where you're going to get the patio in the background. Exactly. You wouldn't even see it in the photo. Yeah, I, I, I'm i not saying that, that aspect of it, but what I'm saying is it just doesn't, it doesn't seem to fit the rest of the course. 
the rest of the architecture. That's my thing. Like if you were going to do something like that, at least try and, I mean, you could age the stones, you could maybe put it in a, in a different way. Like having that large circle there doesn't really make a ton of sense to me. Like I understand that the foot traffic is very heavy right at the end of the bridge. Right. But I mean, you could kind of come out at an angle, but the, the fact that it's so large and so round doesn't make sense to me. So that that's what I'm saying. It just doesn't fit the mold. What I was talking about, the bridge of people signing off on the bridge was my point of, I don't think they care whether it's a patio or if it's dirt. My, I'm saying if they're going up there to, you know, wave goodbye to their career, it doesn't matter at that point anyways to them. They're going up, they're taking their photo, whatever. Um, so that, that was my piece. It just doesn't seem to fit. It's so... It, it's so out of place that it, it just looks goofy. So that's what I'm saying. Like if you were going to do something like that, figure out a way to age the stone, find some stone. I mean, for God's sake, I mean, you can find some old stones somewhere, find an old house. That's, that's rubble. Now get some old stones and bring them there. Stuff that's aged, stuff that's weathered, stuff that's from the area and lay them out in, in a way where it doesn't look like someone's going to drive a golf cart around there to turn around and go back to the tee box. That was my point with it. And I agree with you. I mean, I think I don't like the patio. I really don't like the mud. I, I think if they could do some sort of like like stepping stones, I'm not sure what you call that in like the landscaping business, but like when it's like one stone and then a foot past that, it's another stone. It's like there's not, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what you call that in landscaping yeah, world or whatever. Sure, but like flagstones, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a better option. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't like the patio, but I definitely don't like the mud. So yeah. you are, what, you I haven't, I didn't, I also didn't see, was that like a final product? This, I'm showing, a, I'm showing you a photo right now. This is Tom Watson kissing the bridge. You could clearly see where the patio would be there. Correct. See that grass area right there. That's where the patio is now. Mike, have you ever seen that, that photo picture? before? I have never seen that photo before. I'm not really sure that that's not doctored. Yeah, <laughs> Madison, how many how many photos? Are I think there? that I was think... staged. How long did it take you to find that, that photo? I just typed in Tom Tom Watson Swilkin Bridge. Oh, <laughs> it so was one of the first photos that came up. You had already seen that photo before, huh? No, I just typed up. You need You need type. Here's a better one right here, but you there can you go. You see don't even here. see it. Uh, it would be right there. Right there, you could see where the patio would be. Mm. you'd so. see the extension of the bridge. Yeah. yeah. The bridge has gotten a little bit longer over time. I, yeah. I think they're thinking, honestly, you know, 20, 30 years, those stones are going to be weathered. And what's 20 or 30 years when you've been at this for over 500 years? Yeah. Well, yeah. as of now, they are removing the stones. They are removing it. So they some... decided... Yeah, they decided it should not exist. Some quick and serious backlash um, from fans, historians, whomever else had an opinion on it. Um, they are removing it. Um, so, so what's it, next? Do so, they start playing the golf? Do they start playing the golf course the opposite direction like they did back in old Tom's day? How far could, back are we going to wind the clock? Maybe they'll turn it into the loop. Who knows? You know. Guess we'll. I guess that'll we'll be see, kind but, of fun. Yeah, it doesn't sound like that. This is the final um, kind of whatever the final iteration is. It sounds like they are still going to try and do something. It's not going to be the stone 
patio waiting for a hot tub, but there could be some other different version of it that would look and seem to fit in a little bit more. So I think we will still see something. We just, we won't see that. So, um, yeah. So moving on waste management, we got to make some picks here. Greatest show on turf. We're going from the oldest golf course in the world, the history, the, the the prestige absolute party scene, party central. to the people's open. <laughs> the people's open. This is the, was, the young was, people's open. It was Harry Higgs and Joel Damon last year, correct? Yeah. That went a little too far for me. I don't We shouldn't be taking our shirts off. <laughs> I mean, it's probably one of the, it was one of the most talked about moments for the following months after that. Um, so, for them, it, it worked out. I will say the one thing I am looking forward to that they did last year was actually having some of the commentators kind of, I guess they had a, a stage set up on the 16th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, definitely looking forward to that. Cause I think kind of being there kind of experiencing it, you can hear the noise, you can see everything I think is, is really cool. Cause it does kind of put you, I guess a little more into, uh, uh, into the mindset, like you're there. So I am am looking forward to that again. But do you guys Mike, remember the year that Nike had their athletes play with black balls on the sixteenth? No. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't remember. I've heard it before. I don't remember yeah. like when it actually happened. I think for once a year, this is a great thing. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. So yeah, picks. I mean, picks. I think I get. So, I, oh shoot. I'm up first. You're up first. Um, I definitely am not ready, but no, no, it's fine. It's fine. We are going to keep the, you know, the good odds coming, rolling. I am going to take, I don't know if I want to say this name or not. I'm thinking Webb Simpson. Now, Madison, Mike. Provocative. (laughs) Provocative pick. Either talk me into it or talk me out of it. What are we thinking? So Webb Simpson, he's won it. He bef- still plays golf. Yeah, he, right. Assuming he still plays golf, he's won it before. He's a solid player. He doesn't really jump off the page. Um, hasn't done anything recently. Uh, but I don't know. I'm just I'm looking at the list. I'm looking at the field. I don't want to take like a top. 10 guy and then Webb Simpson is just sticking out to me. So is, are you locking that in? I'm not going to lock it in. Uh, he's going to be my pick for now. I might listen to y'all's picks and then I, I may change it to Hideki. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, <laughs> Hold on a second. Can I get, no, no, no. We should, the winner of the previous week should get two picks. Can we change that rule right now? Whoa. Why are you getting two Only picks? if we can go retroactive. Why are you in two picks now? <laughs> and then I'm picking Justin Rose for last week. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. For now, I'm going to take Webb Simpson. I'm going to hear y'all's picks, but it, it may change. All right. Um. Oh man, this is tough. This this tournament is is tough just because you never really know who's going to. It's really also show out. It's a tough tournament to get into. Do you guys follow Monday Q? Yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Did you see um I forgot his name, 
there's a there's a player who's top thirty in the FedEx Cup rankings right now. Is it Ben Griff? No, I'm not sure. Uh, I'll look it up here in a second while you guys are making your picks. But it's it's I don't know. I mean, it's a ele- or sorry, it's a um, designated. designated event, and it's just hard to get into. Um, I mean, Sahith is on here, played really yeah, well last that, year. That was one I, I would want to take. But I'm just wondering if there's maybe a little too much scar tissue there. Who's defending? Um, what do you mean scar tissue? Who's defending? Whoa. Should Scott, I know this part? Oh, Scotty Scheffler. I forgot he was on tour. Yeah, what happened to him? <laughs> he's been God. he's been around. Um, mm. Around. He's been around. Uh, I'd, rather, I'd rather take him to miss the cut this week than to win again. I mean, my odds are obviously better really? to miss the cut, but... That's yeah. um that's also provocative. That is very provocative. Um God, you said Webb Simpson. Um that almost kind of puts you in the same field as like maybe picking like a Charlie Hoffman um or someone along those lines. Someone that's got a split into the field for a sponsor's exemption. Um just think who I'm gonna take. I think that's kind of disrespectful to Webb Simpson, who's a major champion, a player's champion. A past champion, future Ryder Cup captain. Sure, 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 sure. Um, let's see. So I, I was gonna go Cam Young. Cam, Cam Young was gonna be my pick. He just got crushed by Abraham Answer, didn't he? Yeah, playing overseas, making that flight back. Um, I just don't know how how he would recover from that and and be able to play. So, not, I'm not sure how I feel about this one, but I'm going to throw it out there. Throw it. I'm going to throw it out there. Let's have it. Sam Burns. Yeah, I like that. I saw him. I, I, I thought about taking him. Sam Burns, long shot. Missed the cut last year. Is he, uh, long, is he a long shot? Let's not act like he's not in the top 30 in the world. Shot. He's like plus 5,500. Okay, but who's got better odds? I mean, don't don't answer that because I'm sure there's ten. John Rahm. Plus, yeah, all right, yeah. Okay. I think there's ten um, plus people. Colin Morikawa. He's, hey, he's a um, he's a Callaway guy. Yeah. Sam Burns a Callaway guy. Callaway's four and one. Justin Rose had a Callaway paradigm driver in the bag this week. I mean, Callaway. I mean, who did I pick again? Webb Simpson. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I need to find a titleist guy. I need to find a Callaway guy. Let me they do again. have the only other win though, so that is that is positive for you. Um. But yeah, Sam Burns, that's my pick. Locking it in. You know, Madison, you asked a good question. Cam Young, how's he going to react to getting lapped by Abraham Answer? How's he going to react to long flight back? And I'm going to say that he's a young guy. He's going to react great to the flight back. Mm-hmm. How's he going to react to getting shown up by Abe Answer? He's going to be pissed. So he breaks through this week. Cam mm-hmm. Young. Lock it in. First win. Waste first management. win at wow. the waste. Wow. A lot of first time, you know, good history of first time winners at this tournament. Like a Mr. Scott Scheffler. You know, some other, some other breakthrough wins here. Yeah. I like Cam Young. See, I, I, I like the pick. Um, and I'll probably regret my pick because Cam Cam Young will probably um, make me pay for for saying I didn't think he was going to react very well. But I guess we'll wait and see. 
So, um, does Patrick Cayley have a Callaway driver in the bag right now? What's he gaming? I think he still has his Titleist in the bag. Okay, I won't take him though. You, what do you mean? You've already taken your player. All right, I'm gonna change. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna change. Um, I didn't know that's how we played this. Wait game. a second. Wait a second. What do you mean? I mean, you guys right, made your you picks. Go. I'm here not go. gonna take someone that you guys have said. No, nah, here we go. Here we I go. think I just gotta take a Callaway person. We're gonna make. We're gonna make a rule. You can repick, but you pick last for the next three weeks, regardless of your finish. Sure. All right. There you go. We're not going to remember that, anyways, right? Uh, I mean, it's in there now. I'm going to win this week and you're going to forget. Xander Shoffley. Mm. Callaway guy. Streaky guy. Yeah, streaky. uh, Decent year. I think he has Um, a new putter in the bag. Oh, geez. Hang on. Maybe I know. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe I, I don't. Saw, Madison, I, why'd you say that? Sorry. I saw uh, Jonathan oh, Wall had posted that he, I think he's got mm-hmm. a new um, Toulon prototype in the bag. No, but yeah, I'll take Xander. We'll get that cigar photo back out there on Instagram. The people have seen it a lot, but uh, yeah, we'll take Xander. Hasn't won since the Travelers, Yeah, which wasn't too long ago, but I don't know. So we got... Xander Shoffley. Xander Shoffley. Sam, Sam Burns. Mm-hmm. And, and Cam, Young. Cam Young. Okay. Well, it's yep. going to be a fun week. It should Waste be. Waste Management yeah. is, a, is, a, is a fun week. Hopefully, Australian, you'll be able to watch some coverage this week. Uh, I know you were kind of busy this past past couple weeks. Um, but, yeah, I, I love this tournament. I think it just kind of shows a completely different side of of the game of golf. Um, some would say more, maybe more towards what Liv is trying to emulate, right? The the party scene, um, the music. Um, so I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with this comment. I love the waste <laughs> management. I think it's just such a, it's such a, a, a different look to the tour and this being a designated event this year, I think is going to be, um, really, really cool to see how it, how it all plays out. So. With that being said, make sure you're following us on all of our socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube video, new one posted. Sterling just posted it yesterday, right? Yep. Okay. The the blow up at Belmont. If you <laughs> want to see me spiral for six holes, it's a great watch. I haven't personally watched it. I'm, I'm not ready to come to grips with it yet. Um, so I'm, I'm avoiding that. That's the thing you do with problems, right? You just avoid them. So uh yeah check us out mike Mike, have you seen it yet oh of course i watched (laughs) it yesterday morning when it came out it was like a car wreck let's let's, turn away let's talk about it let's talk about it real quick no 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 no. (laughs) we talked about it a little bit last week let's talk about this week i didn't realize you had a bounce did you realize you had a bounce back birdie you did have a bounce back birdie too you went double sure double double you went double double yeah no you went triple double Right. Did I get a seven on the part? Oh, yes. You went seven, you went seven on seven. Two. You went yeah. seven, seven, and then made a four. Yeah. And and how would you feel after that? Um, I felt I felt great. I mean, I I was out of position off the tee, um, and you know, obviously that that part five is tough to get home into, anyways. 
because the fairway's downhill. You're kind of playing up to it a little bit, bunkers right and left. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I've always played it as a layup. Anyways, you hit your drive down there, lay it up, and give yourself 100, 100 or so yards in. So, yeah, I had 110, uh, maybe at 115 in. I hit 54 degree. Uh, I thought the wind was going to hit it a little more than it did and ended up ended up being pretty good. So, yeah, that, that putt felt pretty good. And then following up with the following, you know, the next tee shot was decent. And then that iron shot just shook me to my core. So, yeah. Make sure you check it out. Offer some words of encouragement. I just think it's so interesting because I feel like we only focus on the negative. I I had totally forgotten you made birdie on four until we until I was editing it and, and we watched it back. Um, but I mean, you're just you're torn to shreds after six holes and didn't even play the next six. But you had a bounce back birdie and then you went. Um, you made a great putt for double on five mm-hmm. and a, you know, a couple of bad breaks on six, but I mean, I think we were, we were, I mean, I was probably a little too harsh on you. I think you were really harsh on yourself, but you shot eight over a lot of doubles, decent bounce back birdie with a couple bad breaks on six. I don't know. Like it, it was, it wasn't as bad as, maybe the video or we were making it seem so. Yeah. I, um, I may disagree with you on that one, but really? Yeah. I mean, it was bad. It was, it was train wreck bad. So. Okay. Well, uh, this week, um, swing thoughts, episode two, Madison didn't play the last six holes at Belmont. So he picked up the camera and recorded me. Um, the three of us just need to sit down and, have a couple of uh and just have a conversation um and that hopefully that video will come out also uh on sunday at 8 a.m so but yeah other than that thank you all for for tuning in and listening and enjoy the waste management you have our picks just one one more time so everyone can remember i have xander shoffley oh i've I've got cam young i've got sam burns there you go all right Keep those guys on your radar, um, and we'll, we'll talk to you next week.